from the transformational perspective for me, it was like, okay, now I want to do more of this. I now I want to do more of those items on my list. And the ones that I'm like, okay, I just want to, I want to have a schedule of these. I want to know when I'm going to be doing these and how can I stack a couple others, you know, in with a trip where I'm at. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. I'd like to welcome my guest, Jeff Kickle. Jeff describes himself as focused, driven, happy, and free. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. Can't wait to get on here. So yeah, I'm glad you finally made it. So tell us, what did you cross off your list? Oh, so number 32 on my bucket list was that I wanted to drive a, um, a, you know, really fast car on one of my favorite tracks. And so I was uh, in London for Valentine's day, which was another bucket list item, but uh, in, in London for Valentine's day and, uh, when I was searching stuff online, um, I had been trying to get onto the Formula One track here in Austin to race a Lamborghini, and there's just too many races, and I couldn't fit in my, on my time schedule. So I just happened to be looking when I was heading over to London, and I was like, I wonder if they do any kind of stuff at Silverstone Raceway, which is one of my favorite Formula One tracks. And I find out that they have a race school um, that I could drive a, a, uh, Aston Martin V12 Vantage on the Silverstone track. And so I was like in done, it's within my budget. Yeah. It was 295 pounds That's not bad. for, uh, for four laps around Silverstone, which is a pretty long track and just had an absolute blast. I mean, it, it now it made me want to do all kinds of things like that. I'm so. sure. So what is it about fast cars? What was it that you like? I've got to put something about fast cars on my bucket list where that come from you know i've i've been a race fanatic uh my entire life i've been a car fanatic my entire life one of the things that you know kind of came out of my whole bucket list journey was although i loved all these things i never did it i never bought a really fast car i never bought you know i always bought the safe car or i bought the one my wife would have a nice car and i would have the practical car. (laughs) And I just, you know, it was one of those things I just never did. I just never spent the money on. And I sold, you know, my business last year, um, really prioritized a lot of this and, you know, I'm now getting to do the fun stuff and, you know, I, I make a good living and I'm like, I, I don't really want a super fancy, super expensive car, but damn it, I can pay, you know, three or $400 and I can go have fun for a day and then I don't have to maintain the thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I've always liked Jaguars. Jaguars. Yes. Jaguar. Jaguar. But I, there's no way I'd ever know one. I would like no. to drive one. I mean, that would be fun. Like you said, I'd like to drive one. Absolutely. But like having it, like I wouldn't want to drive anywhere because I'd be afraid that something would happen to it. So, so I'm just like, I don't know. Between that and like at least with the at least with the Aston Martin it's a really i mean it's a really 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 nice car i mean it's it's a beast and it's a amazing car to drive on the track but i could see myself driving it on the street uh, i would be like you though i'd be petrified to drive it cuz i would expect people to run into it but you know i mean like a lamborghini it's the most world's most impractical vehicle i mean the <laughs> thing rides like it's on you know on 
buckboards, um, you know, and, and what do I need that for? But it's kind of fun to be able to do it. Yeah. So I think that's, a, this is a great example of how, you know, you don't have to like own stuff. You can just go out, no. and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of like not owning a bunch of houses, but because yep. I can go anywhere and get in a really nice house mm-hmm. through Verbo or Airbnb. Yep. Absolutely. So, so I love this. So it, talk to us about the process. You, you said that you were already going on a trip to London. And so this kind of came about, you did some research. So you, you go to the track. Is it an all day thing? Like how, how is this? It's day a, it's a ha- yeah, it's basically a half day. Uh, so what you do is you go out there, you get there early in the morning. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. I was really worried about this because, you know, I mean, it's mid February in London. Mm-hmm. So it could be rainy. It could be horrible weather. Turned out to be like the most amazing trip ever. It was uh, pretty much in the 50s and low 60s the whole time. Rained one day, uh, not the day that I was out at Silverstone, which was amazing. So it was a beautiful blue skies day, 50 degrees, perfect racing day. Um, you go out, they they give you um, kind of a safety briefing when mm-hmm. you get out there just to say, hey, you know, here's... <laughs> Here's what you need to do. And please don't break our really expensive cars. Um, they take you on a familiarization ride around the track. And so, you know, basically they're, um, they've got a, a professional race car driver that's taking you around the track and, and giving you everything that you need from that perspective. And then uh, when I went out there on the track, I basically had that race car driver with me. So Mm. the whole time, you know, he knows the track. I sort of kind of knew the track, but never having driven it, it's you there's entrances to the, you know, to the apexes and everything else that you're doing. And you want to, you know, you want to be able to drive it right. And so having that driver in your ear the whole time, who's like, okay, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it, hit his heart. And you're, you're sitting there going, okay, we're coming up on a corner here. And he's just telling you, no, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. Now break. Now hit the brakes, come into the, you know, go into the apex. Okay. Now we're halfway through, hit it hard coming out of there. And so it was great because I just listened to him and and did exactly what he was saying uh, instead of what my body was telling me to do, which was <laughs> holy crap. You know, we're doing, we're doing 120 miles per hour into a corner but it's amazing. You, you trust the vehicle. Cause I mean, the vehicles are designed to do that. And so being able to trust the vehicle and know, okay, if I listen to him, we're going to go into that corner, you know, doing 80 or 90 miles an hour and, and being able to come out of there at full speed. So, uh, that was it. You know, we got some video. I, I supposedly it's supposed to come to me here very soon. So I'll be putting that up on my social media and everything else. Um, just showing that, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great day four hours out there. So, you know, plenty of time to just have fun. Um, we got four laps on the track. So we did two laps and then came back and then we kind of debriefed a little bit and then went out there. I went out there by myself for the remaining two laps. Yeah. I was going to ask you, was it all tandem or did were you, no, you had that no, opportunity to go solo? Two, la- two laps with him and then two laps by myself, um, which actually was cool because my times were faster with myself. Because uh, I, you know, I knew the track and I, I remembered what he was saying and those things and just a few little mess ups and in a couple corners that, you know, it bobbled a little bit coming out of the corner. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just amazing, amazing thing. And it made me just super excited to do more things like that. When you first get in the car 
Hmm. Even with the even with the professional driver with you, yeah. What are you thinking? Are you like white knuckling the steering wheel, or well, I, I'm thinking the whole time that I've just signed a thing that says if I break the car, I'm going to have to pay money. Oh, um, so <laughs> you you can buy like a little insurance package, which oh, I sure. did because I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> not going to break this car. Uh, but I mean, you still sign a waiver saying, yeah, if you break this car or kill yourself, it's not our fault. You know, so I mean, it's that it's, hey, I don't want to make myself look like an idiot. You know, I I literally the funny thing is I, I'm a huge fan of this one racing game on my phone. And so I have literally raced that track <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times with the same car. But you're still not, you know, it's it's a real thing now. You know, and it's funny because the the Aston Martin, which is just ungodly loud outside, is so quiet inside. So mm. you don't really it doesn't sound like a race car. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's just a really, really nice car uh, and being able to drive. It was just a blast. I mean, it's well, just amazing. Yeah. I mean, anything James Bond drives has to be. Oh, yeah. It has, has to be, to be nice. good. Yeah. So, yeah. So you went on this trip to London with your wife. Yeah. And so, so how was she during this watching you and the, watching you experience this? Was she was she white knuckling her purse? I mean, what, no, now, now, so she got to ride with me on those two other oh. rides. So she at least got to ride with me. She, she didn't want to drive. I was, I was trying to convince her. I was like, come on, you drive the Ferrari. I'll drive the, the V8 or V12 Vantage. And she just didn't want to drive. Um, and that was, that's just not her thing. Yeah. So we, uh, she got to ride with me on that trip around and scream the whole way uh, <laughs> as we were going around. Cause it's like, slow down, slow down. I'm like, no, you keep going here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was fun because, you know, it was a trip where we decided to do some stacking of, of bucket list items. And, and she had stuff on her, her list that she wanted to accomplish. I had stuff on mine. So it was just a great, this was my thing. You know, it was my day and, and we had her days on other days. Was she concerned? I mean, was she concerned for you or? Was no, she just- no. I, I mean, well, when, you know, she was concerned for me when I was out there with the driver, but she was more concerned for her when it came <laughs> to the, you know, because sure. she's just like, I mean, it, I, I can't believe that, you know, it, or, why are we going so fast? And I'm like, because we're on the Silverstone race track race course and i only have two laps to do this in so yes we're gonna keep doing it so how are you feeling with those two laps when you're in total control Uh, i mean how's your body what's your mind well i mean it's it's you're in the zone i mean Mm -hmm. you know when you're when you're going 140 miles per hour in a straightaway and and silverstone has a couple of really really long straightaways um when you're coming into the kind of the finish line area I mean, you get that car up to about 170, 180 miles per hour coming out of the last corner and going into that. So, I mean, it's it, it's like highly focused <laughs> and, you know, it you're you're doing that. And then when you're out there, if you write, if you race correctly, you're always kind of thinking to the next corner. So you're you're looking to the next corner and planning your entrance and exit from the next corner. So you know, that's your mind is completely busy. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't have time to sit back and like, Hey, put the hand on the wheel. And, uh, you know, and I'm just kind of cruising around. I mean, I'm literally trying to go as fast as I possibly could. So yeah, it was that, you know, it was the problem is it was over with so fast. And I'm like, damn, now I want to do it again. 
<laughs> you know, and now, and now I have to go all the way over to London to do it. Now, I, fortunately, I live in Austin where there's a, a, a Dakota track here in Austin. So I'm like, OK, there's experiences like that here that if I wanted to do it more than that, I could, you know, or or as we travel now, I'm like, hmm, wonder where I can fit. You know, is there more things like this in other places? Yeah. So if someone came to you and, you know, you're sitting in a cafe in London mm. and and you're sharing this experience and someone overhears you and is like, oh, I, I think I'd like to do that. Tell me more. Yeah. What was something that you would tell them? Oh, if you're going to do this, you've got to X beyond um, be, be, beyond the standard Nike slogan of just do it. Just what, do it. Yeah. What would you tell them? What was something that you you wish you would have known or that you experienced and would want somebody else to have that. Same I, I would say the, the one thing is to really enjoy the experience. I would always take some kind of a racing class somewhere. And there's tons of those. If you have any kind of a racetrack anywhere near you, I've gone to racing schools before I now drive a, you know, I, once again, my safe life where I've always dri- driven the car I didn't want. Well, I bought, a Camaro. And I'm like, I, I drive that like I drive on a track half the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I've taken racing classes and that made it a more enjoyable experience because if you're just out there and you're like, I have never driven on a track before you're going to be scared of it. You're not going to drive, you know, you're not going to drive it to its limits, which is why you're doing it to begin with. So I'd encourage people to take just even if it's a, a familiarization ride or something like that, just so that you understand how you drive, because you don't drive the same way you drive on the streets. You know, I mean, most often you're, you know, you're you're going and in, breaking into a corner and you've got your feet on the gas and the brake at the same time, which most of us move our foot from one to the other. Well, you're driving with both feet in those cases. And so just being able to understand that made it a way more enjoyable experience. You get out of the car, you're done yep. with your four laps as yep. quick as it was, and you're going on with the rest of your day. Hmm. Was there anything about the experience that was like transformational for you? Like you look at the world differently now? Well, it. I think for me, it was, it's probably the first, you know, you and I have talked before, um, you know, I, I came to bucket list, uh, bucket listing later <laughs> in my time. And, and it's now part of the system that I do in my business. Uh, from a financial perspective, but this was like the first big thing that didn't just happen. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. Because it happened. Uh, This was my first really conscious, okay, big item that I wanted to do. And, you know, once again, it wasn't much. I mean, it's like 295 pounds. So it was unbelievably cheap, you know, especially with the way the dollar and the the pound is right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was from the transformational perspective for me, it was like, Okay, now I want to do more of this. I now I want to do more of those items on my list. And the ones that I'm like, 
okay, I just want to, I want to have a schedule of these. I want to know when I'm going to be doing these and how can I stack a couple others, you know, in with a trip where I'm at uh, so that I can do a lot more of this type of stuff. So you've used that word a couple of times now, stack. Yeah. Stack so, it, baby. Yeah. So, so how was that experience for you as far as looking at your trip in London as a whole saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to get as much as I can off yeah. this list was was that a frustrating process? Was that a good process? How was your experience with like saying, okay, I'm going to do multiple things? It was things? really an amazing process, you know, and especially with my wife, because she has different things on her list than I had, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things off of her list were not necessarily things that I would go, oh, I wanted to do this, but it was actually kind of fun. You know, I mean, one of the things on her list was she wanted to go to an afternoon tea. You know, we've always mm. seen it and, you know, you just see all that kind of stuff high tea. and high, high tea. tea, high yeah. tea. So, you know, we looked around at all the possible ways of doing this at all these hotels and somehow she blundered into, well, we could do one at Kensington Palace and they've got this really nice thing that overlooks the gardens and it's a little pavilion. So we, you know, okay, we'll pay for this. I mean, it's like a hundred bucks a person, but it was amazing, you know, because yeah. I mean, it was And it's the nature of that is you take your time, which we're Americans and we tend to just blunder through life as quickly as possible. But, you know, I mean, we had an amazing afternoon, you know, we probably spent two and a half hours there and it was just her and I, um, you know, and we're eating this massive mound of food that they give you (laughs) and drinking tea and just having a good time. And I mean, that was like one of our one of our top things on our trip was that. Um, you know, I mean, we, I told you before, I I wanted to do the, one of my items on my list is I always love the song werewolves of London. And so I wanted to make a video of that. So we did, and we went all <laughs> around London. It took us like seven days. We were there for seven days and it took us seven days to film in all these different locations and try and follow the song. But then we were like, well, what would a, you know, that was in the seventies. What would a werewolf in 2023 be doing well he'd probably be doing selfies and things and so we did all of that you know so it was just a fun 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 experience and just kind of you know layering those things on i mean it made the trip so much more fun because it wasn't just about doing the touristy crap Mm -hmm. it was about hey we're doing stuff that we really want to do and it's stuff that you know okay I, i i will remember forever you know, the, these fun things that we did. So, I mean, that's the cool thing about doing a trip, you know, to a location and where you can look at what's on my list and can I do some of these things in these areas? Yeah. I love the idea of, and I talk about it in my book of a couple's each having their own list and yep. then having lists together. I think that's super important because there needs to be that grace of saying, okay, this is something you're into, go mm-hmm. do it, or I'll go do it with you. Yeah. And and like you said, the, just the joy of going to tea with your wife. Yeah. Well, it's not on your list, but because she's mm. bringing her joy. Yeah. And it's a and it's a decent activity that yeah. you get joy out of it too. And yeah. Well, and I I really true. I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I did. I mean, it was absolutely amazing experience. Um, I look at tea differently today. I don't know if I want to do the whole afternoon tea thing, <laughs> you know, at home, but. You know, I look at tea in a wholly different way than I've ever looked at it before and understand how that's such a part of the culture there. 
in London that, uh, you know, I, it was just, it, it, like I said, it was an amazing experience um, and a different way to look at the city. You know, typically yeah. we're, we're always just like on the go, we get up early in the morning and we're trying to knock off all the touristy things. And this time it was like, yeah, we kind of, we did our touristy stuff, but we also kind of slowed down a little bit and just, just were part of London. Yeah. You know, we were, we were living there. You yeah. Know? I've gotten in the habit when I do those kind of trips that I spend at least one day doing this, at least going and seeing the old stuff that everybody yep. says that I should like, yeah. I spent t- 10 hours in Rome and like sick <laughs> of that. I walked 10 miles just getting pictures with all the stuff. Right. So yeah. I could post that on Instagram. I can say I've been here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody else can be happy with all of my wonderful, you know, honeypot destination pictures, but then I'm going to go and do these other things that yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened in London. I spent my first, you know, half of my first day just going and walking around and seeing mm-hmm. all the, the stuff that everybody says that you should go do. And then the next four days, I just spent my time doing my yeah, thing. Just, and it's, you know, what we did a little bit differently about this trip was kind of cool. You know, Crystal used to be a travel agent, so she could plan the fun out of any trip. Um, but you know, what we ended up doing this time is we said, okay, well, let's, instead of thinking of things as, okay, we want to go see these things. What we decided to do was, okay, let's pick a neighborhood for a day and then whatever's there, we're Mm going to go see, but we're just going to kind of get the feel for that neighborhood. So, you know, like we went to Notting Hill, one day and it was it was on saturday so it was the portobello road market which was it's just crazy i've never seen so much crap in my life it was like (laughs) every every old lady's house blew up on the street um but i mean it's such a cool experience because it's i mean that's just a neat little neighborhood right um and you just kind of wander around and buy a cup of coffee here and you know stop at a cafe and sit and you know just kind of enjoy life and watch people and uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's sucking the marrow out of life at that point. So. Yeah. So, uh, so I have to admit, I, like, I do follow you online Yeah, yeah. and I saw the Harry Potter collage <laughs> of, of places. So you didn't take a tour for that. You just went. And no, like- we just found them. Yeah. So we're, well, so the, the, the thing was they have, uh, the universal studios has oh, yeah. a whole, I mean, it was like all the sets and all that stuff. Well, this trip kind of came about, we were like, Hey, let's go to London. And so we were, we saw the Harry Potter thing. We're like, Oh, this is awesome. Let's go do that. And, you know, usually big tourist or big tourist attractions, you just go online, you buy tickets and we go online. There's no tickets available. Hmm. And it's like, what the heck's going on? Well, it's a working movie studio. So they only let a certain number of Uh people on and these tours well, what we didn't know, and it was kind of weird, is the week of Valentine's Day is like spring break times 50 <laughs> and all the kids are off school. So, of course, they're all going there. Sold out. And if you if you didn't book something three months ago and, and really, if you're ever going to London, you're a Harry Potter fan and you want to go see that, make sure you book it like three months ahead of time because it is so busy. So we're, you know, we're sitting there and it's like, oh, man, we're all bummed out and then we started crystal was reading one of her her guidebooks and they're like oh yeah well you know here's harry potter's london and there's all these little pieces and parts of the movie that were filmed actually in london so we just found all those and we started going around to them and you know we had our little harry potter uh 
um, you know, scarves and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> dorky is all get out, but uh, went to like the Green Gotts Bank. Well, that's the Australian embassy and took pictures there and then found the the uh, nine and three quarters platform in, you know, the, the train station. It's actually there. Big, ugly tourist attraction that they want you to take pictures. I just took a picture of um, and didn't pay for the picture there. But, you know, it was just a lot of fun stuff like that. We found uh, like one of the the little pubs. We found it in the borough market and all that kind of stuff. So it was like a combination of just things that we were finding around town. But really, it, and it's stuff that everybody I've talked to and everybody's seen it on Facebook. It's like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was so cool <laughs> that I didn't even know this stuff existed. So, yeah, I had that same experience because I did a whole day of just finding Ted Lasso. Oh, geez. Yeah. And that everybody was like, where, what, how, what? How did you what? find that? Yeah. Trust me, it wasn't easy. So one of my, one of my buddies is a podcaster and former Marine yet that, you know, Mr. Badass. And he's like the biggest Harry Potter dork that's ever <laughs> existed. And he's just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm so, you know, I, we went over there and to London or we went to Ireland and went to the, like the caves, these caves and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, you are a dork. Yeah. I just did it in one day. You went like a specific vacation for it. But. Well, I mean, everybody's, everybody geeks out about something. That's what absolutely. I like so that's absolutely. Okay. I geek Jeff, about race cars. There you go. So what's next on your bucket list? What's something else you want to cross off? So next uh, next item on my bucket list was the one you and I had talked about a long time ago. So race season is kind of over here in uh, about a month. So I've already paid for it. And it's um, I'm going to go drive a Lamborghini on the um, on the Dakota track, the Circuit of the Americas. Uh, so that's my big plan for April. And what I did is. I it's what I teach people to do, you know, when it comes to financial stuff, you got to give yourself rewards as you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I created a an income stream, I bought some real estate and created an income stream that pays me about $500 a month. And I detailed out 12 of these kind of experiences involving planes, trains or automobiles that all are about $500. And I'm just going to do one of those every month for the next 12 months. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, what's uh, after the after the Lambo? What's next on the on that? Uh, next will be uh, drift driving school because I've wanted to learn how to drift forever. Um, right south of me, I didn't even know this existed. The the Texas Drift Academy. Wow. Um, and then after that, probably in the summertime, um, will be drift or dirt fish up by you, um, which big rally school. So I, nice. I've been. I've wanted to go to Dirtfish for probably six, seven years now. Have you um, ever have you ever heard of the Mongol Rally? Uh-uh. What's that? Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> so <clears throat> this is a race uh, of just regular people. Regular. Yeah. And it starts in England someplace and it and it ends in Mongolia. Oh Jesus. And it, it takes it takes two or three weeks. Sure. But the stipulation is you have to bring your own car. Okay. And it can't be, uh, the engine can't be any bigger than 1500 cc's. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're trying to get 
through the Hindu Kush yes, and everything yes, else in a 1500cc yes. car. Yes. <laughs> 50% of the cars don't make it. So. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking that's, yeah. So I, I've got a bunch of other items, you know, I've got cars, I've got planes. Um, unfortunately, one of mine, uh, the, uh, it was going to be the B-17 that's based out of Dallas that uh, crashed a few months ago. So uh, I, I felt really horrible about, you know, the pilots and everything else, but uh, there's, there's others around the country. And so, you know, I'll mix those in with, uh, with part of my 12 nice. um, finish off with a Miami vice, like the big monster boat in, uh, <laughs> in Miami. So I have to do a little Miami vice thing. Big cigar boat. Nice. Big cigar boat, man. So I have planes, trains and automobiles and, and boats thrown awesome jeff where can folks find you online and and tell us a little bit about what you do there well um so you could find me online i have my own podcast uh freedom nation podcast.com uh we talk about all things freedom nation uh basically i i've been a financial advisor for 30 years um i realized somewhere in there that the crap that we've been talking about doesn't work for most mm. people. Um, and I started to change my mindset and went off, started my own businesses, bought some real estate, did a whole bunch of things that were kind of outside of the realm of what I would teach clients to do. And within seven years of me starting that, I was financially free. I basically can go do whatever the hell I want whenever I want. And, you know, when I discovered bucket listing, um, I was kind of at a weird point in my life and I also met Roger as a result of that. And, you know, beyond the bucket list, it was reading Roger's book, which helped me to go, okay, you gotta have meaning behind this. You gotta have mm -hmm. intention. And that's really what I do today. You know, I teach my clients financially how to get to where you want to be, how to figure out a way to get your freedom from, you know, from the cubicle from hell that's killing you, but also to build that intentionality throughout your life. You know, just like I said, I, I, I looked at this and I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to do, you know, all these planes, trains and automobiles thing. Well, they all were about $500. Well, how do I make, how can I make $500? So that's the way my brain is wired now. And I'm trying to do that with my clients to get them out of that. Well, I'm going to save for this and get them into how can I create an income source to pay for all the things that I want to do? That's awesome. And your website is? Uh, so it's, it's www.freedomnationpodcast.com. Okay. Um, I also have the Freedom Day book coming out. Uh, so you can go to freedomdaybook.com. And if you are a Roger listener, um, you will actually get a discount on the book. Uh, the the ebook that'll be out and that'll be $4.95 for everything that took me 30 years to figure out. There you go. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes so that people can find it. Jeff, thank you so much for being here, sharing your adventure. And I wish you all the luck on 12 months of trains, planes, automobiles, and boats. Thank you, my friend. Keep up with me and we'll, uh, we'll catch it up. <laughs> 